It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap, and my favorite part of the show, the beginning, when we guess what the graphic is going to be behind Tim Slagle. And I'm going to think, Tim, probably a charcoal sketch you did yourself of Paul Vallis from the time that he was on the show with us one of our guests and he was so deferential to me that of course i uh i have a great support for him even though he believes i'm an idiot because i like ron DeSantis. but that's besides the point let's reveal <laughs> what the charcoal or what the uh, graphic is behind tim slagle right now you're very close the show and it's it's Windy City Movers. There we go. All right. <laughs> Everybody's leaving town because Brandon Johnson is going to be kind of going to become the mayor of uh, of the city of Chicago. Oh, no, no. Be... That's just parked outside City Hall. <laughs> oh, I see. For, for Lori Lightfoot. Um, there's a guy who writes for a Chicago lawyer. And I think his name is Jeff Behar. I want to say I'm like he writes for National Review now. And he, he pointed out that, you know, Lori Lightfoot keeps talking about how she was the first uh, black gay female mayor of a major city. And this guy pointed out that she lost the black female gay vote. <laughs> so that was she a pretty was, good accomplishment. She was actually Lori the Lightfoot. second little person, though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, why was it that Rahm Emanuel took that job as ambassador to Japan again? Tim? I, I can't he wanted to be tall. There, there you go. There you go. So, um, so Chris, our producer, you know, sending me information because he's he, he considers himself a political wagon. And hey, I'm a sportscaster. I, what do I know? But uh, he's uh, and I think we're going to show this graphic that uh, apparently this the city went along racial lines. Paul Vallis got the white wards, white areas, and Brandon Johnson got the red areas, and um, and so. Oh, it, it apparently does not bode well, according to this chart for Paul Vallis, but he just got Jesse White's uh, endorsement today, <laughs> one of the most successful politicians in Illinois history. So, you know, what's interesting about that yeah. map to me is the overwhelming amount of Lori Lightfoot area, uh -huh. but yet she came in third. Right. She could probably sympathize with Donald Trump. Uh, probably, uh, you know, who had all the red areas <laughs> and she but she has not claimed that the vote was stolen. So or as Trump would say, Stalin. Uh, and but um, so, the other thing so, I noticed, the other thing I noticed, those 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 earmuffs that uh, uh, Guterres uh, that, that represented Guterres's district, uh, uh, if you remember, looks like the the headband on those earmuffs are are, are like are like your uh <laughs> oh my oh unbelievable Bruce, the band the band is broken it's uh it looks like uh it looks like the uh the hipsters have kind of uh uh, uh taken over some of the hispanic neighborhood <laughs> um you're gonna have to give me a time cue somebody because i just stopped my stopwatch uh accidentally 326 so we're, we're at 326 now so we got uh, like uh eight more minutes to go in this segment okay uh but uh here we go started again oh oh, oh there i am all right 
Yeah, we're, we're fine. Is um, the Mexican and Puerto Rican neighborhoods are yeah. now completely separate. They used to, there used to be a little, a little connecting band between them, but there we all, go. I, I'm telling I you, I think you, that's, that's probably Pilsen and that's all, that's all the, that's all the hipsters now. Yeah. I, right. You know, and the, you know, the 47th ward, uh, you know, all, all the liberals, you know, have to go for Brandon Johnson. Um, but it, it, I, I actually was driving uh, on the way home from uh, my granddaughter's uh, concert. And so I listened to WBBM radio. I haven't listened to them in a long time. And Craig Delamore, who's been there for a long, long time, said uh, that the defund the police is more nuanced than people think. So already he was running interference for uh brandon johnson there uh i i i i think if johnson can make make that case uh that the defunding the police which he apparently endorsed at some point is is nuanced uh he actually might have an easier time making people think he's independent of the chicago teachers union as well <laughs> and uh, it, it, it i mean I, I i don't know maybe it's because paul vallis flattered me when he was on the show um People are worried about crime. There was another a murder of a police officer, uh, apparently by or allegedly by some kid who was not charged in a, uh, in an incident uh, a few months ago. Um, so people are people are, are are really concerned about it. And most most blacks even say they want school choice. So this is the Chicago Teachers Union. Somebody called it the, the modern day version of the uh, Democratic machine. The Chicago Teachers Union, which really got the vote out for Brandon Johnson uh, up against uh, the public. Yeah. So I I, I just got to think that uh, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, I, I have no stake in this because uh, Windy City Movers came to my house in 1958. That's the last time I lived in the city of Chicago. So um and, you know, as I mentioned, Ballas had ripped DeSantis because he's trying to separate himself from the fringe, supposedly. Of course, you know, we're all going to be supporting DeSantis if he becomes the uh, Republican nominee. But um, I mean, let's say the uh, critical race theory was taught in the Chicago public schools, contra uh, what uh, DeSantis wants. I mean, the students should only be proficient enough to read the words critical race theory. And uh, if, if they can speak of read, I mean, that, that would be fine. That would be fine. So um, any closing statements on the, on this election yeah, from it's, you? Uh, it's it's going to it's going to be an interesting runoff. That's uh, it's. I mean, yeah, it, it really it already, is. It already got vicious. I mean, it was uh, like five minutes into counting the votes and uh, Johnson was already out there trashing Vallis. So. For, for for what I mean for is he because he's a white racist I mean it, <laughs> well I, well I mean all white people are racist right I mean it's uh, what, what's, what, you know I can't remember yeah. what he I I can't ever remember what he was attacking him over I don't know if it was the fact that he was uh, says no to that he's against education or that uh, uh, that he's lying about the police Oh okay you know who uh, his campaign manager is Vallis is it's Joe Trippi. Who I was always impressed with when he was on Fox, you know, he's a Democratic strategist. He managed uh, Howard Dean's campaign years ago. So when Ballas starts yelling, you know, uh, <laughs> we're going to take the 47th word and we're going to take the 48th word. Ah! You know, you'll know where <laughs> you'll know where Ballas got it. All right. So meanwhile, our, I had never uh, read the Dilbert uh, cartoon. H had you were you a fan of Dilbert? Really? Oh, uh, I always, I always thought, I always thought it was funny. It was just, uh, it, it was. I'm not saying it wasn't funny. I... 
Oh no, no, no. It was it was basically what 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 went on in the office, what went on, you know, with the with with, with the corporation, with you know, with uh it was sure. it was kind of software focused is mm -hmm. uh uh you know and there, there were little in jokes that if you knew software uh, which oh, okay I'm, I'm guessing you don't <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, obviously uh witness uh how i fumbled just to get on this podcast every day mechanically um so yes yeah, scott adams uh who was known to be conservative i mean before this on some podcast uh said some statements that uh you know it's kind of tough to defend i mean he just he went a little overboard because there was this poll that said that uh, 53 percent of black people think it's OK to be white. But that means that 47 percent didn't say it was OK to be white. And he started saying things like uh, well, then, he, then he added that he added the amount of people who were unsure whether it was OK to be white. <laughs> right. But, so but, he but, got it. He got it up to about two thirds of, of black <laughs> Americans don't think can't say it's OK to be white. Well, well, but he but he said basically said he, he called blacks like all blacks racists, which is kind of difficult. I I thought that, you know, uh, it, it, remember Mitt Romney had that 47 percent situation that did him in but he said 47 uh, percent uh, are relying on the on the rest of us. I mean, if he just said he had problems with the 47 percent who wouldn't <laughs> say it's OK to be white, it would have been one thing. Yeah, I, He did try to walk it back, uh, but that's the. Uh, not going to float pardon my al campanis well what's uh, kind he, of interesting is what what he really said was and, and he said you know if you're white uh you're in danger and you need to get you need to get away from from black people is what he said and, and all i could think was well you know if he was a if he was a black cartoonist and says uh you know you black people need to get away from the white people uh he'd be hosting on msnbc right now or he'd be doing the morning show on CNN in the place of Don Lemon. And it's now time for my weekly Don Lemon trash. No, no, no Don Lemon news. No Don Lemon news today. So um, anyway, speaking speaking of uh, the, those cable networks, uh, anything new on, on Fox News this week? Oh, yeah. You know, Howie Kurtz, who does the media show on, on Sundays for Fox News, did not mention the whole uh, brouhaha with Dominion. Uh, which, which was and, and he does a media show and he didn't even mention it on his media show. But he did say he was quoted somewhere saying, well, they won't let me. They won't let me talk about it. And I thought that was great of Fox News to huh. let him say they won't let me say anything <laughs> about that. Because, I mean, I've always wondered about these non-disclosure agreements. Are you even allowed to say to somebody I signed a non-disclosure agreement? Because that could be disparaging to <laughs> <laughs> to, to your former employer. I, I, I don't know. So, you know, kudos uh, to Fox on that. Now, I, I do think that Tiger Woods should have handed a tampon to um, Tucker Carlson because, I mean, that guy's a whore. I, I, <laughs> what can I say? I mean, he's a well-paid one. I mean, he's it, it's it's great. But um, and I, I, I don't know how much blowback there's going to be um, because, um, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy gave uh, Tucker Carlson that January 6th video. And uh, Ben Shapiro and, you know, another uh, conservative luminary didn't seem to have any problems with McCarthy, McCarthy giving it to Tucker. Not that, you know, he should have any problems with that issue per se, but it's not like Tucker has been slimed by the entire conservative establishment, even though, as I said, he is a whore. Uh, but uh, but well, okay. you know, you know, I think right. I think a lot of that, a lot of conservative media said, well, I'm glad they didn't give it to me. 
I don't want to. I don't want to oh, go yeah. through forty one thousand hours. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's a, Andy Warhol once did a movie about a guy sleeping for eight hours. <laughs> you know, it's just like let's test let's test you. Uh, it, it, Actually, I think I think Empire was his big one, and that was uh, uh, eleven hours of uh, footage of the it, Empire it, State Building. It reminds me of uh, Andy Kaufman when he was at Carnegie Hall, I guess, and he started trilling. And he, he didn't on the piano and he didn't start. No, he started a, a refrain and he did the refrain ad nauseum until people were walking out. <laughs> that was I think it was Victor Borga who did the trilling forever. All right. We're uh, going Way ad over. nauseum here on the first segment. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. OK, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea of being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, that's the watershed moment for Saturday Night Live. That all, all of a sudden they're going uh, right wing. Uh, well, I don't, attacking I don't, Big Pharma. Of course, that's... I don't think they knew they were going what right wing. They thought it was Woody Harrelson. I don't think that, I think that was the last yeah, thing. It, it, I mean, that's that's the whole thing about this whole vaccination thing is that uh, people tried to pin it all on the Trump supporters and say it was just a bunch of dumb Republicans. They forget that the the, the left has been anti-vaccination uh, for decades. One of those Kennedys it, it, was. Um, yeah, yeah, no, they they just. Everybody's done so much flip flopping. I mean, it used to be that the left was against big pharma and now they're in favor of big pharma. <laughs> but sure. but but uh, so I don't know exactly where where Woody falls. But even so, I uh, and, and, you know, he might have been able to say that because I think this was his fifth time hosting SNL. And then you're you're given carte blanche as well as a, a gold jacket or something <laughs> like that. So maybe they didn't even look at his. Uh, but you know, you, did you watch the whole monologue? Apparently, when it's your fifth time, you're allowed to get baked before you go on, too. <laughs> it's oh probably my. mandatory. So, um, no, they'll actually, uh, you, you know, come back into my good graces uh, when they could start doing Christine Blasey Ford jokes. The thing that really finally turned me off to Saturday Night Live, and I had, you know, I'll still watch some clips of some uh, routines, but. It's that that smug Colin Jost doing the weekend update. And first of all, he get he gets to be married to Scarlett Johansson. So, that you know, that upset me right there. The second thing <laughs> is that I think they're married. The second thing is that they were so smug about Brett Kavanaugh. And, and it was total bull. It was right. all it was all bull about this. And they bought and, and they never made fun of Christine Blasen Ford. Of course, you can't make fun of her, even though. God knows if she's even telling the anything resembling the truth about what happened in 1982. So she looked like she looked to me. I don't know if you remember. I think it was I think it was uh, uh, like Tweety Bird's nephew or something <laughs> called Egbert and had those enormous glasses on. 
Sure. That's sure. That's what she looked like to me. I mean, how could you not parody that? How could you not gotten some big? Oh, no, 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 no. Because, you know, she had to be telling the truth. I mean, back then, (laughs) back then, do you remember the movie Revenge of the Nerds? Okay, there's Uh a scene with dry humping in there and it's it's played for laughs. Now, I'm not saying that's right. Okay, but I mean, I love when people try to graft onto you know two thousand watt something what was going on in nineteen eighty two, and and that's the end of the guy's career. Okay, uh, speaking of uh, correcting things for the past, did you see um, that, that they're going to do with the Roald Dahl treatment to Ian Fleming's uh, James Bond books? Uh, and yeah, I, that's I, uh, that's going to be really popular. I Tim, I just cannot see a character, a femme fatale named Wussy Galore. I mean, it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me. You know, I once I once was going to have came up with a James Bond script idea where he the femme fatale is his mother and he doesn't realize it. And it was going to be called Oedipusy. But I don't think you, you get to do that now. So, however, I looked, you know, you got to dig into the details here. It doesn't sound that bad because apparently, if what I read is correct, Bond's mocking views of the Korean character Odd Job are, are still going to be allowed. And references to the quote, sweet tang of rape, unquote, and a description of homosexuality as a stubborn disability will also remain. So I'm trying to, what are the changes they're going to be making? Uh, I, I it, it doesn't sound like Have it's you ever all read that James much. Bond. Never read it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, not I, a know. Reader, I, don't, I don't know anybody <laughs> who really has. Nobody actually. Re- you know, the joke used to be and like in Mad Magazine that they, they Ian Fleming, Ian Fleming uh, with rigor mortis, uh, one of his fingers moved and touched the typewriter key. And then that was the stroke that for yet another James Bond <laughs> book credited <laughs> to him because he was writing these books posthumously, you know, forever and ever. So. Um, well, some yeah. of those, yeah, some of those later ones were so were so far from the original character he created. I mean, it oh, was, really? Uh, oh, okay, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a rough and tumble secret agent. But I mean, the the, the future, you know, the, you get to the later ones, and they're all futuristic, and they have all these gadgets, uh, this gadgetry, and 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 you know, well, I mean, closer, I to, closer the, to Batman than James Bond. I mean, you know. I love the Aston Martin, you know, in the in the originals. So, uh, I mean, that was enough gadgetry for me, but I could see where it was going. I mean, you know, the, it, he must have jumped the shark at, at some point uh, when Henry. Yeah, and sometimes it was in, at some point in. it was indistinguishable from get smart. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe another James Bond movie? OK, um, so I, I know that you don't even know who this guy is is but i as, as you know last week i said i believe you're gonna be supporting him and his name is vivek ramas ramaswamy uh you know the harvard educated uh mm-hmm. guy who's made a fortune in the pharmaceuticals or, or whatever uh he uh he's running for president and he says as president i will work with congress to enshrine political expression as a civil right if you can't fire someone for being black or gay or muslim or white or Hindu or whatever, then you shouldn't be able to fire them for being an outspoken conservative either. Uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, while I, I like that he's protecting people like me, I'm actually against what, <laughs> what he's, I think you should be able to fire people for whatever, basically whatever reason you want. Uh, and, uh, and, and let the marketplace decide. I mean, 
you know so 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 i don't think you want i don't think you want to put put that that choice into the binary though that you just made it there bruce because you essentially just said, well, yeah, you should be able to fire someone for being black or gay or Muslim or Hindu or. Right. Exactly. Thanks for correcting me on that. <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, no. But you sh- I mean, political expression. He, you know, here's the thing. My, my, my sister is this radical feminist uh, employment attorney, plaintiffs, employment attorney, really a good one in Missouri. And 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 so, you know, there's a whole bunch of laws protecting uh, uh, employees. But my view is it, they're, they're, they're kind of obsolete, these laws, because we live in an age now where there's so much communication and you can get so much information. I mean, it used to be that you go to the car dealership and then you'd have to go to another car dealership and find out and, and, and go back and forth on prices. And now you could go to the one car dealership and have all the prices of everywhere else on your phone. You could do that with with job opportunities, what, what, with whatever any uh, employer is possibly offering, uh, what kind of reviews the employer gets. So you can shop around, especially in today's market where, uh, you, you know, it, it's such a tight labor market. Um, in some manner or fashion, I think these employment discrimination laws are obsolete. But of course, I would never be in favor of uh, <laughs> discriminating against Jews because I am one. So, uh, well, I got a question on Vivek Ravas. He said he was in pharmaceutical. Was he in actual pharmaceuticals or, or is he like into, is he make a fortune in health supplements? Because there's something, <laughs> no, I, think I, I, was, I could I, be no, wrong I, on this, but he kind of, he kind of smells like health supplements to me. No, I, I thought he was actually legit and that's why he actually made some decent hmm. money. And he, it wasn't like he was coming up with, you know, those, those, AIDS, A-Y-D-S, mints that uh, were, uh, well, there's legitimate were advertised money in Parade health. Magazine years ago. Yeah, but there was legitimate money in that as well. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there was. There's, there's, sure there, there was. there's stores all over selling, selling. you know, it, it's two aisles at the local Jewel now are, are just well, filled with all these uh, fish oils and omega-3s and oh, yeah, vitamin yeah, yeah. Ds and. Right. Uh, 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 and. Uh, are they ever going to come up with anything that tastes halfway decent? I mean, <laughs> that you could actually live on. <laughs> not uh, in that aisle. <laughs> no, not in that aisle. So, um, uh, so then there go. was this New York Times uh, story. Well, there's Vivek, but, but uh, and this is by uh, Hannah Dreyer, um, who's I, I guess is one of Pulitzer Pulitzer Prize already for something else. But she's she writes about and I'm surprised the New York Times allows you know genuine journalism, but it does. These migrant children who've been coming across uh, into the United States without their parents in record numbers are ending up in some of the most punishing jobs in the country. Um, It's a shadow workforce extends across industries in every state, flouting child labor laws that have been in place for nearly a century. There you have 12 year old roofers in Florida and Tennessee, underage slaughterhouse workers in Delaware, Mississippi and North Carolina, children sawing planks of wood on overnight shifts in South Dakota. So as everybody's saying right now, they were better off in the cages than <laughs> than uh, than going in and, 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 and taking these jobs. How is that? How is that um, and, possible? I mean, I mean, the way the the way I've, I've read the article, it, it, it sounds like there's actual like a, you you it. You know, like you go back a century when you go into one of these these shops. Is it? Yeah, there's a, that's exactly a bunch, what of, it bunch is. of crying children chained to a a a, a press. And yeah, right. How, and how could how could they get away with that? How is that? How is that possible? I don't. I would think that, you know. And then and then you have you know a kid coming up, you know, uh, and he's starving, 
and he's going, please, sir, can I have some more, you know, lunch? You know, just <laughs> because this is very the, Dickensian. The, yeah. According to the according to the article, I mean, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like a guy, you know, around the corner that's, you know, that's uh, uh, just just, you know, got some kids working for him. These are major corporations that are that, that it's, employ and it's shops. a lot of kids. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so, they don't I, have their parents. They don't have their parents there. No, uh, because uh, uh, no. Well, I'm sure that's what their parents did is they said, you know, once you get over the border, you go to work and send money home. So, I mean, they're probably doing what their parents told them to. Right. But I mean, it's 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 absolutely horrible. It's, it's an abomination. Now, that's one area where I think you should have employment attorneys. <laughs> and uh, you know, how, we, how about we start the union for the. You know, the, the, child the 12 year old slaughterhouse child, workers. Wor child workers of America. <laughs> child <labor. laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. We better bail out of this uh, segment right now. Bruce Wolf, thanks for saving me there uh, on uh, the discrimination thing. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. That's likely to rekindle the unsettled debate over the origins of COVID. The U.S. Department of Energy has concluded that it most likely came from a lab leak and not from an infected animal. But two CNN sources point out the department only backs this new assessment with, quote, low confidence. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So uh, the CNN, MSNBC, the entire liberal uh, media establishment, uh, yeah, it's decided to report what we've all known the entire time. Although I give the New York Times credit for not exactly doubling down, but uh, I think their story on it said, oh, this is, you know, it's still low confidence. There's still, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've got, we got hey, two uh, departments of the administration that we don't really like so much, the FBI and the Department of Energy coming right. over to our side on this um there was a really good uh i don't like to read what's, what's stories, the department but, of uh, energy Jim, what's the department of energy doing i mean uh, exactly i mean and that's what so a guy like stephen yeah, a guy like stephen colbert who uh if, if you recall a couple of years ago his basically his mentor john stewart was on the show and stewart tried to proffer you know the, the suggestion that it was the lab leak and uh, Colbert mocked him, you know, it's a little like Scottie Pippen mocking Michael Jordan, you know, in the world <laughs> of smarmy liberal TV hosts. And um, so but uh, Stewart is vindicated on this and Stewart, you know, uh, was was pilloried for this. The um, you think the Department yeah, of it, Energy it, be the Department looking of for energy? They'd be looking for energy. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> the Department of Energy. Apparently, Jim Garrity of National Review. I mean, basically, he he uh, pirated his own story and just thought it was so important. He put it in a tweet thread uh, and which made it readable for me that there's this department. It's called the Z department, Z, the, the letter Z. And they've been involved in a lot of secret stuff over the years, but they must have found something there that and they're not giving it away exactly what it was. But it 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 uh, I mean, it's. I mean, we we all it, it, it circumstantial evidence. Uh, the Chinese lie about everything. Well, well, here's 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 you what know. here's what I knew right from the start. Yeah. I, have a, I have a friend that was uh, that grew up in Hong Kong, and uh, he goes over there, goes back to China quite a bit. And and I asked him about bat soup, 
And he mm-hmm. said that he's been he's 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 a he's very adventurous as far as cuisine goes. And uh, and he said, I've been to a lot of restaurants <laughs> in China. I have never once seen bat soup on the menu. <laughs> and he said he followed up and goes, because if I would have, I would have tried it. <laughs> I mean, if they had said it come from a dog, you know, I, I, I could understand. That, but, uh, but no. Uh, so you know, in here are the implications. Uh, I was listening to uh, Abe Green on the commentary podcast and he was quoting something from Cormac McCarthy so I'm dropping a few names here going really deep a deep cut on this one but it basically comes down to we don't really want to know the truth about this because what are the implications when it turns out that it's from their lab and then they covered it up and responsible for millions and millions of deaths we don't want to face that down because, you know, we like our Apple, you know, phones and this and that, although Apple's moving a lot of stuff, I guess, to India now. But we we don't want to face it. And that's you know, it's wonderful to have that denial. But I mean, you know, so not we, to we, mention, we showed not the to mention they, bit. they closed down the wet markets in, in, in order to keep up their lives. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so 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 I mean, it's, not it's only horrible. were they willing to let this virus unleash yeah. be unleashed on the world, lie yeah. about it. They were re- they were willing to take away people's uh, pangolins dinner yeah. for 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 a couple of years. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I mean, so much of this, the story has turned the way of Ron DeSantis and and everybody else who was. Oh, there's that looks delicious. Uh, oh. <laughs> that soup. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you pay a little extra at our local restaurants for that to have that delivered. But the. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the kids were never at risk. Uh, and that was clear pretty early. Even the Europeans knew that. And they're supposed to be avant-garde. But we just, you know. Uh, the, well, the ironic we, thing in my family. We were the family, worst. I'm all sorry. The, all, the, all the young people who should have been pretty much uh, uh, not uh, sequestering themselves. They should have been out there acting like kids, going to spring right. break, going to parties and, and kind of circulating that disease because they, they they weren't at risk at all. For, no. for them, it was just the flu. <clears throat> and and uh, uh, us older people, uh, we should have been isolated. We should have been vaccinated. But I don't know about you, but in my family, all the older people refuse to quarantine. <laughs> they they refuse to get vaccinated, and all the young people quarantined and vaccinated. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, the exact it's kind opposite of, of what we should have done. Yeah, I mean, we we quarantined and we va- we vaccinated, but um, <clears throat> but no, it was it was a horrible situation, and uh, what we learned from that is not to trust anybody anymore, and uh, that's another reasonable. For Paul Vallis, I don't know what what he uh, his stance on it was, but certainly the Chicago Teachers Union kept the kids out of school for they'd still be out of school if if, <laughs> if the CTU had their way. So you know, you go ahead and vote for Brandon Johnson. Speaking of kids in school, let's did you see this video of this teacher who was pummeled by a student? I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's, well, I took took away his video game. Well, they took a, she took away his video game and um, let's see what uh, where where was this? Was this in North Carolina? I can't remember. I mean, he runs at her and, and just starts stomping on her. And, you know, I'm I'm thinking that this 
woman's donation in kind has to be worth at least a buck three eighty toward defraying the fourteen trillion in reparations that Disney's sixteen nineteen project says is owed. Uh, yeah, you know, she did her part. She gave it the office or you know in the hallway, whatever. Uh, there's so, a, there's yeah, a kid I mean, who should be working in a sweatshop. There's a there we are. There we there go. should be little, somebody sawing two by fours to yeah, twelve hours a day. He's a little too old to be in those sweatshops. I think he's about yeah, a little bit a little bit too much energy. Four me. years uh, too old. Um. Then uh, I know nobody read this, but I did. So um. Emily Barr used to be the general manager of Channel 7 in, in its heyday, you know, when when everybody watched Channel 7's news. Uh, she has actually called for bias in the media coverage of guns. <laughs> it's just, it, there was a reporter, I guess, and a photographer who were shot and killed. And I mean, it's horrible. But um, she said, uh, uh, you know, enough with this even handed coverage. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's startling. I mean, you, you could give. Sure. You want to give the anti-gun uh, argument. I, I, I try to give it uh, on this podcast from time to time. But a, a TV news station, which purports to give news, she's throwing objectivity. I'm, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure what you're saying, Bruce. <laughs> what, what do you mean? She wants equal coverage for. She doesn't want equal coverage. She wants she's got an agenda oh, that we've oh, got to change okay, the culture. Okay. We've got to change the culture of America. We don't so have to. We live can't with say anything. We can't say anything good about guns is what she's. Well, I don't know if she said you can't have anybody ever, but definitely she's arguing for making the case that we should. The guns are horrible. And that I don't think that's the job of a TV newscast. Uh, it's uh, the yeah, job. And of then the, after then yeah. after the news, you're going to watch three hours of primetime where <laughs> guns actually save people's lives. I mean, well, you know. You got to go through the whole network. It's like, oh no, no, guns can only be used by criminals in all ABC programming here forth. Yeah, talk about the glorification of violence there, <laughs> Emily Barr. So, um, did we were talking about reparations? And San Francisco, you know, is in the vanguard of um uh, of reparations uh, for sure. blacks, and you know they're talking about astronomical figures. I. I saw the like five million thrown out. I don't know if that's per yeah, person five million, or... five million yeah. per person. Well, here's one of the problems that's going to cost San Francisco ten million dollars exactly because they all the blacks have left San Francisco. <laughs> and then and I then, left my was... reparations in San Francisco. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's nobody you... there. Then you got the problem. You got the problem is what are you going to do about all the railroad workers? Because that's uh, pretty much that's all there is in San Francisco anymore. Oh, really? OK, there you go. And it's finally, just, I mean, it's all software engineers. Oh, OK. Yeah. Did you see um, where uh, MGT Marjorie Taylor Green did a, uh, a showed herself working out in a video? And, uh, you know, I got it. Did you see this video? <laughs> I, I did not. I it's just I like, not. why? It, you know, she's we, we, she on I mean, she's tread, working out. She well, is she on an elliptical? Is she what, she's what is doing she? like push ups and pull ups and she's doing things, more things than I, I could ever do. Sure. But, you know, she's uh, that woman should just calm down, have a three martini lunch. I mean, there she is. Um you know, she's she's wow. a tough, tough 
tough I, uh, man or I, woman. Boy, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know about you, Bruce, but I find, uh, I find that 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 vaguely uh, titillating. Excellent <laughs> uh, on, on, on the vaguely. Uh, <laughs> see now, you know, I, I, I'd actually, you know, who I'd like to see in Congress? I'd like to see AOC uh, working out. That's what I'd actually like to see. Although, and I just just came out today. You remember that dress that she wore to the Met Gala? Uh, oh, yeah, I saw, the rich. I saw about that. And yeah. uh, apparently it was an ethics violation or may very well be an ethics violation <laughs> to have taken that dress. So, uh, well, no, it is what it was, is that the tickets for the Met Gala where she wore that dress uh, 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 go from thirty five thousand to fifty thousand a piece. Yeah. And there was no legislative purpose for her to be there. And even if even if there was. She got a ticket for her boyfriend too. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! And you can you well, can you can yeah. get a ticket for your spouse if it's a, a legislative, yeah. uh, legitimate All legislative right. event. All right, we'll but. see. She'll she'll be leaving the Congress right after George Santos does. He's still there, right? Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Breaking news out of the NHL where Patrick Kane is headed to the Big Apple that is per multiple reports. The Rangers will send a 2023 second and fourth round pick to Chicago in exchange for the nine-time All-Star. Kane had spent his entire 16-year career up to this point with the Blackhawks winning three Stanley Cups. Bruce Will, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap and... Uh... Tim just informed me that he was not familiar with the work of uh, Patrick Kane. Um, <laughs> Sorry, let me, I'm not let into me figure you, skating. As, as exactly, uh, and you know what? I mean, he had the moves of a figure skater. It was uh, oh, he he could double axle his way with the puck. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, as we speak tonight, uh, he was making his debut with the New York Rangers, and the Blackhawks were going to be playing their first game without him. And at the United Center, I saw this aerial view. They had a, a, a big swath of the parking lot carved out uh, where people could write their messages oh. <laughs> for Patrick Kane. And I was thinking, of course, they don't need the parking lot for cars because Patrick Kane isn't on the team anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I totally get it. Um, but, you know. It is kind of tough to lose. I could Bobby imagine Hall. what kind of what kind of messages he would get from uh, <laughs> from hockey fans for leaving the team. Well, no, actually, they they're they're okay with him leaving because they the Hawks are rebuilding. But you know, I I get it. Uh, it, it it's it's tough to lose Bobby Hall and Patrick Kane in one month, so they should probably just change the team name to the Commanders now and get it over <laughs> with. Which get into the politically correct mode. Um. Did you see the um, apparently this Alex Murdoch? Uh, we we talked during the break. You don't really care about that either, and neither did I. I mean, I I I, I can't pay attention to every single murder trial, but apparently, as we're speaking, I mean, he was just within the last couple of hours or whatever found guilty of murdering his wife and his son. He's a fifty-four-year-old uh, attorney. So there and, were two shooters, like the. Uh, like well, the here's the thing. Tried to. Apparently, O.J. Simpson was being interviewed, <laughs> of course, what? Uh, about this. And he said, I don't know why you're interviewing me about this. Uh, so <laughs> he actually said that. But then he said he thought the guy would beat the rap. So uh, I think the difference is Johnny Cochran was not available, uh, having uh, shuffled off this mortal coil. Uh, I still cannot figure ago. out why this was national news. 
and why this why this why this gripped the nation i i i have i am puzzled by this it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's one double homicide i mean well i mean in, it is in a chicago wife a in chicago that's like <laughs> thursday <laughs> okay but you know yeah it's uh it's uh, I, I i i can see it uh you know i i is it I, because I just, it was televised? Is it did, did it turn into turned into a a soap opera? Did were w- was it an expensive attorneys who who didn't mind racking up the hours and they they dragged it out into a show? What 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 is the fascination? Look, you're preaching to the choir. I think you know with relatively older people like us, we've seen a lot already. Uh, we saw the OJ trial. Uh, that was a you know, a daily uh, thing that you know, that we saw. I wish I had seen the OJ trial while I was in law school. I I, I would have learned so much, uh, you know, how, how to be so stupid. Uh, <laughs> don't don't have him put the glove on over another glove. <laughs> but um, no, I uh, yeah, I, it, it it didn't phase me. But it, it, I mean, to me, this is like one of many Netflix series that I haven't seen. I'm just, we're just trying to catch up in our house. We're, we're watching Tiger Friday Kick. night lights right now, which ended like eight years ago. And it's news <laughs> to us. And it's, Hey Tim, it's got everything for the whole family. Cause the whole family's watching it. And for us, it's got football. Okay. And hot high school chicks. You, it's it's there's and, and they're high school they're 27 year old women who are playing so you so acting yeah. high school like high school so you don't have to feel bad about it <laughs> you don't have to feel dirty right. no it was murdoch was murdoch a household name before before oh, murdoch murdoch i don't see i why don't even know how to pronounce his name. name he was he i was, don't know you see that's why the oj trial was so so fascinated because yeah, everybody right. knew oj well right or oj as a matter of fact when oj occurred you know, because we were following this in real time every second of the way, the first reaction from everybody was, oh, can you believe OJ's wife and uh, ex-wife and, uh, you know, this man were killed? That's so terrible. I feel so sorry for OJ. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I mean, because everybody loved OJ Simpson. I mean, he was uh, you know, the black community loved them. The Jewish community loved them. Everybody loved them. Um, and do you, uh, do you remember his rental car commercial? Of course, he was running through airports. Hertz <laughs> running, uh, not, Hertz. not not moving slowly with <laughs> right. with a parade of police behind him. Yeah. I, and no, every, everybody loved O.J. Simpson. And uh, there was one Richard Lewis bit where he had Richard Lewis had a special and he had O.J. Simpson on it. And O.J. Simpson was talking about uh, how he was, he was telling his psychiatrist that he I think that's what he was doing. He was saying, uh, I had the football. I keep having this dream and I'm running up and I'm up to the one yard line and I'm ready to score. And then I just stop and I refuse to uh, score a touchdown unless everybody donates a thousand dollars to the United Jewish Appeal. And I mean, so I just <laughs> that's how much he was loved. He and Nobody wanted to believe it. Um, so um Hey, hey, we all have our dark sides, uh, but um, let us uh, shift over. And I, can we go back? Because I, I love this video, too. I don't know how many people are actually watching this as opposed to, you know, getting it uh, through Morse code. But um, Joe Biden jogging. Did you see him going over to I think it's the helicopter Marine One? And, you know, he's got a suit on and he he, he looks OK. But then he actually tries to 
take a little one little jogging step. <laughs> I mean, it's and he's trying to show that he's spry. And well, he, yeah, because he fell down the stairs last week. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the last time he fell down the stairs, he got on a bicycle. If you remember, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was, you could practically see while he's walking across the lawn that there's there's a marker for him that says, OK, jump right here, you know, and don't and don't try to. Well, jump yeah, because if he jumped a little too late, he'd be under the rotor. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> we don't I mean, want another Vic Morrow. Hey, talk about talk about helicopter talk, accidents for a thousand dollars. You remember what movie Vic Morrow was uh, shooting at the time when he I lost do. his head? I, I believe do. it was the Twilight Zone. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, John Landis was directing it. If oh, I'm my God. That's horrible. Um. So what what else we got here? Okay, Supreme Court apparently uh, looks like if you read the tea leaves that they're uh, going to rule that uh, Biden's uh, student loan plan is unconstitutional. There were some how questions. could it how could it not be? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Elena Kagan said, "I'm sorry, uh, you've been allowing this for decades. Uh, it, it's okay. It's okay." Yeah, Elena Kagan probably said, "Yeah, he doesn't have the power, but we do. Loans forgiven." Smack, well, I smack. Mean, really? I mean, it's it, it's basically it's Congress is uh, writes the legislation. I mean, it's as simple as the that. Budget, all budgets, all spending must originate in the House. Well, you know that's what I thought, but you know they've they've uh, given up a lot of their power to the executive branch over the. But decades. it's not really spending. I mean, I, I guess that would be their defense. It's not really spending; it's collecting. Oh, I've no the the actual lingo. Oh, you really don't want to get into this. You know, <laughs> law school law school was all about buzzwords. I mean, I used to love. Oh, that's strict scrutiny. Okay, that's reasonable. All right, you just throw the buzzword in over whatever you want, however you want the decision to uh, to come out. Um, yeah, but uh, it's not spending; it's forgiveness. It, yeah, uh, it was interesting. Yes. Uh, Again, the commentary podcast, this guy, Abe Greenwald, very, very smart guy. Uh, it goes along in tandem with the student loan thing. People don't want to be responsible for anything. More and more people are staying home and, and, and working out of the home and not working that hard. Me included. <laughs> um, but the, the whole idea is that work is for suckers and uh, that the. Uh, Boy, I don't know how we're going to beat the Chinese. <laughs> well, we don't even want to believe that the Chinese uh, let let the. Uh, well, we you know, we could be on a par with to... the Russians because I mean that's that's kind of them been their philosophy for uh, the, the the entire history of the Soviet Union was a uh, pretend to work. Right, right, I get it, but that, but there, I, I can understand pulling the George Costanza, you know, sitting in the corner of the <laughs> office and pretending you're you're working in the Soviet system uh, where, you, you know, to each according to uh, his needs. But in the capitalist system, you, you, yeah. where's the desire to get ahead? And it, here's, it here's what I exist. Here's what I think about student loans, because there's a real interesting case right now where 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 a lower court decided that, yeah, that uh, uh, students who owed money to the uh, fraudulent school don't have to pay the money back. Right. Right. But it's, you know, the fraudulent school should actually pay the loans back. And that's what I think. If you've got uh, a, a degree from a university that did not give you a job that would allow you to pay back the loan you took out to acquire that degree, you should be able to sue the university for fraud, don't you think? 
Well, but the thing is, you know, now, now we get into, you know, what, what did you major in? You know, <laughs> you know if yeah, it, but you, if, you were sold a degree. I mean, I mean it was, yeah, it was a stupid, it was a stupid choice, but there it was. I mean, you know, I guess it's like, I guess it's like that scene from coming to America where they try, the guy tries to get the money back from the casino. It's like, <laughs> wasn't that also uh that was an albert brooks movie yeah yeah two does it happen in two movies <laughs> no no coming to america it's coming to, oh, coming, I, I, not come not coming to america uh something america right america. right 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 i'm sorry yes. so that's what you're thinking of yes. i love when we end the uh show with with our senior moments and, uh, <laughs> that to me is, is really we make the audience feel lost good. in america lost, lost in america there we go it was close. It was close enough. So, um, all right. Uh, on that kissy face note, uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed our uh, great uh, informed discussion of the Alex Murdoch trial, among other things. At least they got the name right. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. And that's the Weekly Wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The Weekly Wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.